Hello everyone, thanks for joining and welcome to Erasing the Bar with me, Connor Thompson. So, Erasing the Bar is a podcast with three key aims. One, to find the best or worst, depending on which way you look at it. Drunk stories out there. Two, to create a definitive list of the best bars, pubs and nightclubs that the UK has to offer. And three, to taste some quite strangely named alcohol. Each week I'll be joined by a special guest who will be sharing their beer fear inducing stories with us. So sit back, relax, crack open a bevy and join me in erasing the bar. So without further ado, let me introduce my very first guest on this podcast. It's broadcaster, presenter, author, former Big Brother contestant, and radio host. Have I missed anything off there? Um, <laughs> it's Rebecca just Jane. Just day job. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? Hi. Thank you for coming on the show. Welcome. Perfect. So, what have you been up to over the past few weeks? Um, part-time alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? Like the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been working. So, um, in my day job, I do run a mental health charity. So, we've carried on as as normal and mm-hmm. it's been fine it's been fun um obviously it's all been a bit of a crazy period but yeah it's good it's ph7 well-being yes okay. so um i run ph7 life which is the charity side of it mm-hmm. the well-being center is a bit of a different entity but i have a a bit of an oversee on it um but i don't do a great deal with it yeah so apart from obviously doing that and everything else we've just listed there yeah how the hell have you even found time to get on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> evenings are not too bad I mean in the past I very much didn't sort of what's going on with these lights I have no idea <laughs> it's a flickering effect apparently <laughs> this is it's like a disco is going on actually um but yeah no in the past I didn't really have much of a work-life balance I just worked all the time whereas now I very much don't do that and I separate the two so I do have quite a bit of free time but not as much as most of guests so what what takes up most of your time then um definitely the day job because I love it um and I do really enjoy it so that really does help me but then I've just finished up a law degree too so that took up a lot of time not quite literally got like 10 days left congratulations thank you um so big brother Mm. what was that like and how did that come (laughs) about um it's a good question I didn't want to do it right (laughs) okay (laughs) So you managed to get onto Big Brother by know, not wanting to do it. I know. So I'd worked for ITV for about seven years by that mm-hmm. point. Um, and that was fun. But then they kind of, they, they asked me for about two years running, I think. And I kept on saying, no, it's not me. I'm not interested. Yeah. And I'd gone through a really bad breakup. Mm-hmm. I'd, um, I, I'd auditioned for The Apprentice. I genuinely wanted to do The Apprentice. Okay. Because that's far more my thing. And I got to the final 40. And when you get to that stage, they make you plan to leave your life Mm -hmm. for the eight weeks that they film. And they film at the same time as Big Brother. So I got to the final 40 and then they booted me. And they didn't want me. So I knew that Big Brother was sort of like in the background. And so I rang up my agent and said, look, I'm prepared to go away. Mm -hmm. We've made all the plans at work for me to leave. Like my kids are all catered for. Ring Big Brother, tell them I'll do it. And so the producer rang me up and he said, are you sure? And I went, yeah, but do people still watch this shit? Mm. <laughs> is he used to? And I think most people did back in the Channel 4 mm. era. And then when it moved to Channel 5, I probably watched a series or two, but I didn't, I hadn't watched it for years. Yeah. 
And so um, I was just like, oh, I don't really know. But because of like this breakup and mm. the fact that you get to leave your life and you have to turn off your phone and you have to turn off your computer, I was just like, yeah, let's do that. And that was the reason you went in. Yeah. You wanted to get away from social media. Yeah, I, had a, I wanted a holiday. And <laughs> did it work? Was it a positive experience for you? Yeah, there? it was. Um, when it comes, because they keep your phones and your computers and things in mm. a safe. And when you've been evicted, they take you to the safe to get your stuff out of it. And yeah. I didn't want it back. And I was like, no, I don't want my phone back. But I did. And then, <laughs> <laughs> as we all do. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it was fine. I am really pleased. I did a solid month without any kind of technology. Well, and it was good. Like, the detox from all of that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really nice to have nothing to focus on except for this bubble that you lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, well, you were in there with a bunch of crazy people. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, it was, it was, oh God. It, by the morning, it'd be the worst place in the whole entire world and you'd want to leave. And by the afternoon, it was the best place you've ever been. Yeah. And it was a roller coaster and it took me a good solid three weeks to get used to it. So you, um, you were in there for 18 days. Is that right? It worked out that I was gone for a month because you go into hiding as well. Mm-hmm. And they completely cut, they cut you off then. So you lose all sense of time and mm. everything. Um, but it, I'd literally just found my feet with it. And then I was evicted and I was fine with that. <laughs> like you can see on, on the, you can see I'm not upset. When you, when you look back at the whole experience, would you say it's positive, negative? Would you go back in? Um, my dad says it was the worst thing I ever did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he did you know famous that Rebecca. <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever. Uh no, it was fine. I'm glad I did it. It was definitely a unique experience. I'm thrilled to have been part of a very unique club of people. Um it that you know, it was good but it was bad and it also it tested you and it made you realise what you can cope with and what you can't cope with. Mm. Um would I do it again? doubtful um the only if i did the only reason would be because i know the game now last question on big brother were you allowed alcohol in the house oh my god a lot of alcohol oh my absolute god yeah (laughs) it was honest to god i looked like a different person by the time i left because we drank so much (laughs) that oh no and i remember every time they would wait for you to be tipsy they'd wait for you to be yeah. on your way to being drunk before They're they call you in the diary room mm. and they grill you to high heaven oh, to God. the point where I'd been in a couple of nights so the next morning I was like shit what have I said and then like people were telling me stuff I'd said I'm like oh no and then that from then on when they used to call me when I'd like had a drink tell me like, nope not coming <laughs> not doing it that's a whole new <laughs> level of beer for no. you for me I can yeah. just forget about it you... exactly <laughs> There's a recording of it. National TV. It was bad though because I fractured my elbow in the house and. Um, How? Uh, slipped on an egg. Sorry? Slipped on an egg. Slipped on an egg. Some arsehole thought it was a really good idea to go around the house dropping eggs. <laughs> so it was like a whodunit kind of thing and it was really what? annoying. After two days, it was really annoying. You might be the first person in the, in the world to slip on an egg. Probably. Honestly, incredible. I still get the piss taken to me for this day for that. (laughs) It was epic viewing. When I came back from the hospital, all the security staff were laughing at the footage. I'm I'm not surprised. No. Slipped on an egg. It was funny. It was funny. (laughs) So what was your go-to drink in the house? I'm assuming you could have within reason anything you want. Yeah, within reason. uh, Prosecco. Ah, and the annoying thing was 
you never got cold drinks. Right. So it was always warm Prosecco. Warm Prosecco. Yeah, so if I ever have warm Prosecco now, it just reminds me of being in there. I think I'd rather slip on an egg than drink warm Prosecco. So the lady detective agency, mm. you started that in 2009? Mm-hmm. Yes, well done. I was a property developer and then the economy crashed. Yeah. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I'd, obviously I lost my job in property. Mm. lost a fortune um decided to divorce the husband and had no job and i had a paris two paris was either two or three right um and i was like shit what am i gonna do so yeah let's open up a private investigation company it's an interesting one that i mean was it is it still going it is yes so i sold it to a lady from cumbria mm-hmm. um she's I'd taken it as far as what I could take it and that was very much in the private domain of people catching cheating partners finding missing kids um, and all kind of private sides of work but Mm -hmm. it needed to move into more road traffic accidents insurance claims and all that kind of crap that I didn't want to do so I wasn't the right person to keep it going forward I'd lost my love of it Mm -hmm. I despised it it's it's quite an interesting concept so if someone thinks someone thinks that their partner's cheating on them Mm. they'd come to you Mm. but I also read that you hire people to honey trap Mm. someone yes so you can go to someone and say right I want you to essentially crack on with this person Essentially, yeah, in a nutshell. So a lot of people had a lot of misconceptions about honey trapping mm-hmm. um, because they they viewed it as, you know, people would literally throw a page three model at a 90-year-old man. Yeah. Just that would never yeah. happen. <laughs> so we would set up realistic situations because, you know, in today's day and age, social media and all the rest of it, people wanted to be sure that their partners were going to be faithful if they were approached by anybody. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Don't agree with it, whatever. So we, um, yeah, we'd facilitate it either online or in person. So we'd make people bump into people um, in, oh my God, all sorts of random places. So question for you. Mm. Do you think you'd be able to, would you know if you were being investigated? Yeah. Would you pick up on it? Very. You've been investigated? Yeah. Um, Not by your own company, I'm assuming. No. (laughs) No, good luck to him. You've got a uh, a podcast on Ribble FM. Yeah, so I do um, a live show with them on a Wednesday. Okay. And then we obviously we record it and then we put it out in podcast version. And is your mum on every yeah. single episode? Yeah. I love your mum. <laughs> Everybody loves my mum. <laughs> do you love her tangents? Yes. I asked her something. You always pick up on them as well, don't you? You always tell her when she's going right. off on Here one. Here she goes. She's off again. Well, I, li- I listened to the latest one. One of the things you both oh, had quite a, lot, <laughs> quite a lot of... Um, thoughts about with face masks yeah fuming you are fuming aren't you mm. you've got a very strong opinion on yeah not wearing face masks is that right yeah well i've got str- <laughs> yeah i do because it's more about the judgment that everybody has okay especially on people that are d- deciding not to wear them it's like if people are deciding not to wear them they've obviously done it for a reason mm. let them be mm. you do you they'll do them and who are we to judge each other mm. so yeah i don't agree i personally don't agree with it i'm fine to conform with it whatever because yeah. i just can't be bothered mm. with the aggravation but i don't agree with it because they should have brought it out in the beginning mm. i think that now we're going on the downward slope with this i don't see the point yeah. i think you're going to create more anxiety more panic um, and I don't think that the benefits are there for it. Time, ladies and gentlemen. Right, so do you want to try some, some booze? Yeah. So this is a Good game. This. this is a game called Daft or Craft. Okay. Essentially, there's three craft lager names. Okay. Only two of them are correct. One is fake. 
Okay. So I've made one up. It's the first one. Yeah. Olivia Gluten Gum. I'm assuming that's a play on Olivia Newton John. And it'd be like a gluten free beer. Okay. Penis in lager. Mm. Nut bastard. And two of these are real. Two of these are real. No. Yes. What? Uh, Do you want me to go back through them again? I'm going to go with the Olivia one. Olivia, Olivia Gluten Gone is... Fake. Fake. Yeah. So penis in lager and nut bastard are real. Yeah. Wrong. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh, no, let me go again. <laughs> so, right, so we've got rid of Olivia, Olivia Gluten Gone. Okay. That's real. We've got penis in lager. Okay. And nut... <laughs> Nut bastard. Okay, I'm gonna go with the penis one. So that's the real one. No, that's the fake one. Yeah. Correct. Well done. Believe it or not, we've actually got Olivia gluten gone. Okay. And nut bastard to taste. No. Go. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bear with me. I'm assuming this Olivia thing has got no gluten in. I'd, I'd assume so. <laughs> I think that's the play on words, isn't it? Right, let me look at what they say. So it is actually like, it's got Olivia Newton-John on the can. So these are from a place called Hopley, which is a craft beer uh, store in London, I believe. Uh, pretty cool cans, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. It seems a bit gimmicky for me. Do you reckon? Oh. What are you, what are you saying? Out of... I'm saying it's warm. It's warm? Mm. Is it not supposed to be cold? I'm not sure if ale's meant to be cold or not. It's not meant to be warm though, is it? Wait, you've got this drinking show mm. and you don't know if ale is supposed to be cold. <laughs> it's because I, dr- I don't drink ale, believe it or not. <laughs> so I've got this drinking show, okay. but I'm not a drinker of ale. But yet we're... What do you drink then? Lager, gin and tonic, Sambuca. Not no, not Sambuca, tequila. I'm going to give that a six out of ten. I wouldn't rush back. I mean, it depends on what you like from an ale. Well, I don't like ale, so not much. <laughs> I don't think this is the game for this you. This is not the right podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the drawing board, guys. <laughs> Funny. Um, I don't know. I if you like me, and you don't really like ale. I think it's probably a good shout. Yeah. So I'd give it a six point seven. Six point seven. Yeah. <laughs> Very precise. We're gonna try nut bastard. Okay, five point eight. This one. Again, that's is that high for an ale? Right, this one doesn't... Best served... Oh, go on. Right. Go on. Okay. Best served horribly warm. It's got a degree. Right. What do you think it is? I want to be best served. Yeah. God. Um, let's go for 22 degrees. Have I had a shocker? <laughs> yeah. That's warm, that, isn't it? <laughs> Nine. Nine? Nine. I wasn't far off. Right, let's give this a nut bust. Right, this is... <laughs> How would you describe the look of that? Oh, I'm saying that's a dehydrated piss. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of them in my time. <laughs> my own, obviously. <laughs> oh, God, thank God you clarified. Just had to clarify. Wow. This looks more aily to me. What? I mean, I'm sniffing it and I'm thinking, what are you getting there? Okay. So the secret is I don't have a sense of smell. Sorry? I don't have a sense of smell. Good. I don't, I'm not keen on that. <laughs> Do you know what? I, no. It's got definitely got more of a taste. I'm not keen on that. I said pouring more into my glass. Yeah, no, I let's go more. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... This is more... 
It's mm. less lagery than the last. I think I prefer the first one. Mm. I'm not keen on that, I'll be honest. That I'm I'm gonna put it out there, that's grim. Do you think? Yeah. I don't mind it. You can have mine. No, I'm not going that far. <laughs> um I think I'd probably give it a six point nine. <laughs> So you've gone from a 6.7 to a yeah. 6.9? Yeah. I'm going to go for, oh God, um, three. Really? Yeah. What's your issue? It's got a weird aftertaste. It, it's got a taste of something. That's why I think it's more ailey. Because mm. it's got a taste of something. I'm unsure. I would not try again. So as you drink that that horrific ale. It's not bad. No, is that still the second one? God, maybe? you're such a whingy man. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> before you came on to the podcast. Mm. Uh, I asked you to think of uh, a crazy drunk story that you've been mm. directly or indirectly involved in and I want you to talk about it and at the end of the series <sighs> we're going to rate uh, the best drunken story so I hope you brought oh, your A game. Oh no, I didn't realise I was going to rate it, I get competitive with this shit. Right. Um, Take it away. There's only really one that really does quite stand out. I didn't drink for 10 years so... I, I, didn't, I didn't either from the age of zero to ten and then oh, onwards oh, hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> uh, well mine was from 18 until 28 that's pretty good going to be fair I know I'm mad that innit yeah um, how how did you manage that I worked in do you remember Lava and Ignite in Burnley oh yeah the yeah I do yeah. yeah 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 so I was part of the opening team that right, opened okay. it um, I was their marketing manager when I was 18 and I just saw so many drunk states that mm. I just did not want to be one of those people. So yeah, didn't drink and then it carried on. But the, so there's a, there is only really one story I think that kind of stands out. Um, okay, the floor is yours. Probably going back a couple of years now. So we'd gone out to Nino's. I'd left my car there, went into Burnley. Yep. Came out of Illuminati, which... <laughs> yeah, I know Illuminati. Oh my God, I had so many spells like the postman should have redirected my mail. <laughs> Because um, I was there all the time, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but I came out, and all I wanted was cheesy chips. But it was middle of winter, freezing cold. Yep. The queue for the van thing was so big, and I was like, "No, I can't be asked with that." So I get in my taxi. I'm on Just Eat, and I'm ordering cheesy chips. But the only place that was delivering had um, they had like a minimum order of thirty quid. Yeah, I know the feeling. So I was like, oh, "Fam, whatever." So. Uh, it was a joke so I ended up ordering like six family pizzas three kebabs nice <laughs> and nice. my cheesy chips <laughs> right but then we're halfway home and the taxi breaks down right so okay like, for god's sakes I'm just thinking of all my food sat on my doorstep and it's about three four in the morning something like that by this mm. point and so we ended up having to wait freezing cold we waited for an hour for another taxi to turn up okay yeah so then he takes me to my house I get outside my house, look in my bag and realise that my keys are still in my car at Nino's, 40 minutes oh, away. no. I was like, shit, what am I going to do? So I thought, right, I can go to Victoria's house just down the road because she'd been out with me so I knew she was up. Yeah. Nope, can't be arsed with that. I can tell the taxi to go to Nino's and then bring me back. Well, it had already been 40 quid taxi from Burnley to Clitheroe so by the time I finished with that it'd be like 120, something like that. <laughs> Not going to do that either. So I went into the garden and I got a brick, threw it through my kitchen window. No, <laughs> yeah. no. See, that was that was plateauing at that point. Yeah. That's just gone from zero to 100. It gets worse. So, Fuck. smashed the window through. 
And I'm in this ridiculous PVC skirt that I couldn't even walk in, let alone anything else. Okay. I've got a very expensive pair of shoes on and I was concerned about the shoes going through this broken window. So I thought, <laughs> oh, it's better to hurt my feet than to hurt my shoes. No. Because I'm pissed. So I take my shoes off. I throw them through the broken window. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm trying to climb through my broken window that's glasses everywhere in this ridiculous outfit. No. I climb through. I go through to the front door. I open up the door and my food's all sat there. <laughs> At least your food was there. On the doorstep, freezing cold, obviously. Oh. And so the taxi driver's like, are you okay? I've heard smashing glass. I'm like, yeah, of course I am. I'm like, fine, don't worry about it. Because I didn't want him to know in case like, somebody came to then rob me. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll be okay. And so he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. So I take my food, go into the kitchen, put it all down. I go upstairs to get changed, fall asleep on my bed. Yeah. As we all do. <laughs> I walked downstairs in the morning sober and I walked into the kitchen. There's glass everywhere. No. There's a smashed window. There's 35 quids worth of food, completely untouched, and a pair of Laboontons in the middle of it all. I'm like, oh, oh no. For God's sake. So that has literally stemmed from you Ridiculous. wanting cheesy chips. Yeah. So that was a cheap That was a cheap yeah. feast, wasn't it, really, and at I the start? I think I set off to, for home at like three in the morning and I got back at... I think by the time this had all finished, it was somewhere around about half past five after the whole taxi incident. I was like, this was hell. I mean, that's up there. You've you've set a pretty high benchmark there, to be fair. Well, let's hope I don't do it again. You know you're going to do it, don't you? I'm looking at you right now and you're thinking, nah, if I have a big night out. Yeah, I'm really not good with keys. Well, I, I know that now. And I've definitely got, I've got one of those doors. That, and do you know what? Everybody says, oh, make a spare key. Well, I've done that 20 times. Yeah. I've hidden them in so many places that I've either used <laughs> them or lost them. So, <laughs> like, I give up. You've had, a, you've had a shocker there. Moving on again, obviously, I also asked you to champion a bar, pub, venue, nightclub, anywhere. Where, where's your go-to place? What's a place that you'd take someone to for a decent night out? Do you know what I do like Clitheroe? I, I think I know what you're going to say. Hmm. Well, well, right. So there is James's places have well and truly cornered the Ribble Valley market mm-hmm. a million percent. Yeah. You know, Bull and Brewery, yeah, great. Holmes Mill, Spinny Block, mm-hmm. Every Man, The Bistro, yeah. Food Hall. Yeah. Got it all. <laughs> the list is endless. It is. For that place. And it is really good. Emporium's good, depending on kind of what you want. Um, so they they really do have well and truly have cornered that market. Yeah. And it is good. And I do spend far too much time there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Bolland Brewery is my local. Yeah. So it's... Not a bad local, to be fair. No, no, it's not. Um, you know, I think that lockdown had been eased for about eight days and I'd been there three times already. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's embarrassing. But I do think that we've got like quite a couple of nice niche kind of bars. Yeah. So Escape. Not heard of it myself. Escape Cocktails. No. So I'm, I'm the guy who goes, should we go to Clitheroe? And I go to Bowling Brewery. Yeah, exactly. I don't I know. go anywhere else. That's the problem. I'm that guy. Everybody, that's what everybody does. Mm. So no, I mean, if you're going to go to Clitheroe, you go to Bowling Brewery, then you go to emporium but escape coffee and cocktails i think is really good like they do some really good stuff and they do they, they do food now as well which is really nice. nice um it's really deceptive too so you go in 
and it looks like that's all there is but there is a downstairs and there's an upstairs as well mm. the best part is is that in the women's toilets they've got hair dryers straighteners and curlers so i do love clitheroe it's one of the reasons why i won't move out to the center yeah um how long have you lived there for oh god eight years right nine years something like that not in the same house i've done four years in the same house which is the longest i've ever been in any house mm. except when i were a kid um my mum used to say that i'm a gypsy in a former life because i used to move all the time <laughs> um but i've been really good now for four years but so i've just basically moved around the center <laughs> but i do think it is really good because obviously you know you spend a lot of time going out in manchester yeah and then it gets really boring that's me that's me and the now. distance mm. the distance stresses me out mm. um the commute of it also the effort level yeah it's like effort level 1000 yeah it is and i can't i'm sick of it i'm getting over that hill now <laughs> <laughs> can't be asked. and i see them all like so dressed up and i think how can you be bothered yeah seriously yeah and I'm not an underdressy person, but either way, like I'm not that kind of level anymore. I can't cope with it. Mm. So Clitheroe is kind of a nice balance of in between for me. And there is a lot of choice. There's a lot of decent food as well. So yeah, I'm happy just staying where I am. Yeah. And staying local now. It sounds like there's more to Clitheroe than, than I, I think anyway. I, I, I am that guy. I'm like Clitheroe, Bowling Brewery. And that, that's <laughs> only, I don't even go to Emporium. I've not really? been to Emporium before, no. You've never been to Emporium? Nope. That's literally Stop. just around the corner, isn't it? How, right, okay. So I know that you're staying here, mm. but like, how long have you been around this area? Uh, all my life. Right, that's ludicrous. I know. And it's because I've got I've got mates and we we tend to go out where we know and it's like you in Manchester. Mm. It's an effort mm. to them. Going from Rosendale to, to Clitheroe is a massive effort too. True story that. And it's, it's difficult to get people together. Mm. It's like, why can we do that? We can just go down the road five minutes or whatever. Yeah, people, yeah. And people from Burnley do kind of, it's that hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hill. They think that they've got to walk it. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. It's literally, it's really not that it's far. It's not far, is it? It's 20 no. minutes. Yeah. Um, but not wow yeah you've really not lived then yeah no because Emporium's great I need to work on that um, Emporium is really good especially for like breakfast on Saturday too local nice. breakfast places decent last girl is at the bar well I think that brings us to the end of the podcast yes thank you very much for coming on no. it's been an absolute pleasure thank you and uh, yeah we'll see how your drunk story stacks up amongst the other guests in a few weeks <gasps> <laughs> We will see. We will. We will. Thank you for joining and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.